I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brew Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Round Grog House in Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle, and I come here tonight to tell you of one of the Brute Force's most dangerous encounters. Certainly, of their early adventures squaring off against the world renowned Madame Giselle Aubergenois in a battle of social wits, and later a more traditional battle of punches and face ripping. Uh, but was perhaps their first real challenge that placed them in true mortal peril. You see, the crew had reason to believe Giselle was somehow behind the attack on the Buxamy Tigress that had killed several innocent young women and resulted in their new friend Tinglefoot being arrested, convicted, and soon to be executed for a crime it was increasingly obvious she did not commit. But it was also becoming increasingly more obvious that something was strange about Giselle. The way she carried herself, and the way she lured poor Lola away from her friends, hinted at powers far beyond those of the mundane. And if it was Giselle, why involve the Argent Scythe at all? The question certainly just kept coming. You know, for, for them, of course, not for me. I wasn't really thinking of any of this at the time. I was hanging out with the Argent Scythe. They were teaching me a new game. It was a gambling game with cards. It was called Moonlight Silver. I know, of course, what you're thinking, you know, a little bit on the nose for a group of lycanthrope hunters, you know, moonlight silver and all that jazz. But actually, they, they told me a lot about uh, how lycanthropes really aren't beholden to, to the moon or the cycles they're in. You know, there's no more likelihood that you're going to you know, get a werewolf or a were-rat coming out under a full moon than any other night. Um, perhaps you're more likely to see them with a full moon just because of, you know, the availability of ambient light, really, more than anything. Still, it was a really stupid name for a game, but the game was very fun. And of course, you know, they couldn't really bring me with them to Giselle's cat house. They were trying to keep a low profile. I mean, apparently it didn't work for them for very long, but imagine if they walked in the door with me, right? Uh, good luck trying to keep a low profile when every lady's eyes in the entire place turned her old Jasper. So, of course, once again, I directed from the rear. And the rear being the warehouse, you know, several streets away down Nally. While Bolt struggled desperately to find a reason to rejoin his endangered friends. So, Mort, your good friend Lola has been uh, just, like, whisked away upstairs. You have a couple of options ahead of you, but I think that you were looking to, to go talk to one of these ladies and see if you could get your way upstairs. Is that correct? Yeah, I want to get close to the room so I can either get in or wait outside to see if anything goes down. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, there's a big uh, there's a big burly bouncer dude at the bottom of the stairs that's not letting anybody just walk up there randomly. But there are also some ladies kind of gathered around the stairs. Uh, and so you can approach one. You can talk to them if you'd like to and see how that goes. Sure. I'll try that. Uh, hello, dear. Um... I'm I'm you at this sort of thing. Um, 
how how about it, honey? <laughs> uh, so uh, she turns and takes a look at you, like with a kind of a, a, a like a little grin on her face. And then as soon as she catches sight of you, uh, she like turns away real quick and takes like, and she takes a huge drink. <laughs> Uh, out of uh, the uh, drink that she has, and she turns back around and tries to smile again. Oh, uh, hi, hi. Uh, so you're so you're new here, huh? Yes, um, I I understand my appearance is somewhat disturbing to some people. I can put put up my hood if you would prefer. It, it's it's no insult. I I don't mind. Oh yeah, okay. No, it's 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 fine. Um, some of the rooms up there. are... Uh, you know, nice and nice and nice and uh, dark, shadowy, if you will. Yes, I mean, I I always prefer to to put the lights off. Well, what brings you into town? Uh, you know, just just passing through. Um, I heard that this um, Giselle's cat house has just opened up. Yes, I I'm here specifically to come to Giselle's cat house. Um, I oh. heard that there was a a, a branch in. Kushkul that was uh, very good. So I thought as as I'm passing through I'll I'll check it out. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you did you work at the one in Kushkul? Uh yeah, uh I came I came uh, with Giselle over to this one from there. Yeah. Um but I don't I didn't really have a a good backstory for this person. Uh so I'm just kind of trying to make it up in a moment and doing so flawlessly if I do say so myself. I think you're doing a wonderful job, love. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, we're we're new here. We're new into town. It's nice to hear that the the war's getting around already. Yes, I, it is the the talk of the town. I mean, um, I heard that there was some trouble at the the other place in town. So um, this is the the only option around, as far as I know. Oh yeah, I'd heard that as well. Something about infestation, and then. Uh, come to find out, I hear, I hear tell, it's the woman that owned the place trying to kill off her own people, maybe for the insurance money. I think that's how it works. You don't say. That's terrible. That's what I heard. It's crazy. Not everybody is as nice as Giselle, though. Um, she's very nice. She's a wonderful woman, and she takes care of all of us wonderfully, she says, as she's quite obviously glancing around. Well, I, I'm glad to, to hear that you're, you're well looked after. So, um, how... how- how much for for an hour? Uh, she she kind of looks you up and down. She <laughs> she says, "Tell you what, you're not gonna probably need more than fifty minutes." Uh, it's um, <laughs> I don't know what the currency is in this <laughs> in this world. Well, I've got this much. <laughs> that is the that is the appropriate amount. <laughs> let us let us escape upstairs. <laughs> okay, I follow her upstairs. Oh. Um, All right, I assume she's going to a specific room. Exquisite work. Yep. So she's heading. She, she's <laughs> heading upstairs, and yeah. So uh, you had seen Lola and Giselle uh, go to her office, which is up the stairs, and it's to the right, and it's at the very edge of the. Uh, uh, it's like the last room on the right down there, uh, and she's taking you to the left. So, um, do you, do you just want to go there and get? Ready or something? I just need to use the the restroom. I will. She'll be right back. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, there's a powder room in there if you need to. Um, powder. I. <laughs> um, I'd rather go to 
the one downstairs. It's a oh, it's a it's a it's yeah. Okay, I get I get it. That's that thing. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, I'll just I'll just go ahead and in there and um, but I mean the the times the times ticking. You understand? Yes, yes, of course. I I won't be uh, a minute. And then I head to Giselle's office and put my ear to the door. You don't have one of those. Uh, I put my skull to the door. Okay, uh, that works, I guess. Well, let's see what go what's going on inside that room. Uh, so Ezra has turned around and said. Uh, something to the effect of "Yes, let, why don't we all be honest?" And uh, let me let me describe Giselle's office a little bit because we didn't get like a good, I don't think, description of kind of what the uh, environment of this place is. So this this building used to be something else. I mean, from the the general feel of it, it like might have been a bank at some time. It's like pretty well furnished. It's very big, and this was you know some sort of higher up person's office at one time in the bank it's a pretty big office all wood uh, has some like just giant beams stretching across from wall to wall along the top uh it's pretty lavishly decorated with all types of like silk curtains and like paper lanterns and it's got couches it's got uh, a little fireplace uh it's a pretty nice office it's also got a fairly large oak desk and behind which is in a uh, a rolling chair Wow, it's great that they have rolling chairs. Is a, a golem that also looks like a shrub at this moment. So I turn around in my uh, bush. I'm still very bush-like. I have my arms up in bush fashion, as if they are sproutlings. And I say, yeah, let's all be honest, for starters. And I do a shake like a dog coming out of a bathtub. I'm not a bush at all. I am a stone man. To be honest. Well, that's unfortunate. You know, you're not supposed to be in here. You realize that, right? Yeah, well, you know, there wasn't supposed to be a toe in me the other night. But things have a way of getting places they don't belong. (laughs) Especially in this place, I hear. Yeah, this is a big office, Ezra says, and puts his uh, leg up on the desk. Here you like big things. (sighs) I'm referring to your desk. It's a big, big desk. So... Would either of you care to explain what you're doing here? I, I'm slowly inching towards Ezra. <laughs> Why don't you explain what we're doing here if you have all the answers, Giselle? I have none of the answers. That's the problem. I was told you brought me something. Apparently it was your friend here dressed up like a plant. A bush. And I mean, to be fair, I just wanted I just wanted to leave him here and let him spy. I didn't necessarily want to come up here and do this whole dramatic thing. Right, but spy on what? I mean, I can't imagine there's all that much of interest here for... Is there you, not, you are. Giselle? Is there nothing of interest? Because I was getting towed last night, and then it was infested with things that don't rhyme with Lucidia, but some sort of creature! And now you're here, cathousing it up. You tell me if... I don't have the answers. <sighs> Why'd you frame Tinglefoot? Ha ha! Oh, I don't know what you were referring okay, to. Perception! Perception! <laughs> okay, so uh, this is all insight, basically. <laughs> okay. Well, it's so too. Uh, nope, you can't read her. She is like, I mean, yeah, I may be real easy to read. But she's she's a stone face. She's good at she's she's mm-hmm. good at this type Ezra of stuff. Ezra wants to karate chop her desk, hopefully in two, and say, "Do you know what we're talking about now, 
That's him chopping it. I hope he hit, just right. hits it and hurts his hand. What do I need to? Yeah, what do I need to roll for that? Uh, yeah, you got to roll for Zeke. Okay. Well, I don't have my character sheet up, and I'm afraid to. Who's open it Zeke? And why have you got to roll for him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good but joke. Without my bonus, that's a I rolled, real good joke. I rolled even, but I don't know what my bonus to physique is because I'm afraid to open my character sheet because I'm. Um. Yeah. So we got to redo some things, and so I don't think you have a bonus to physique yet. Oh. It's fine. You can roll athletics. We really got to sort out these take character mm-hmm, sheets. Mm-hmm. You can roll athletics, though. Yeah, we have a plus two in athletics. So plus two. Okay. So you were trying to break the desk in half, basically. <laughs> sure. It's a nice desk, but boy, did you dent the heck out. <laughs> Was this like a like a mahogany? Some sort of... Uh... Yeah, you know, we imported that. That's, that's not nice. Well, you know what's not going to be nice when I do it to your neck. Next! I'm doing a lot of physical maneuvers here that don't really work well for podcasts, but Carly is loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. Ezra's still completely behind the desk. He hasn't advanced on her. <laughs> He's just letting her know that there's a, a chopping coming her way. So why did you hurt my friend Tinglefoot? From what I hear, she did all the, the damage to her own people on her own. Mm. I, I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. I've just been here. Yeah. It's so difficult to yeah. get a, pl- a place of business set yeah. up these days. Um, we were in there at the time, and uh, we could have died. And uh, we were there with Tinglefoot. Really don't think that she's the one that did it. So, you know, maybe just come clean. We're already in this position. You're something else, clearly. We're something else, clearly. Uh... Got the Argent Scythe on our side, I suppose. Probably don't like that too much, huh? Oh, do you now? Tell me more about that. Nah. About what? About the Argent Scythe. Never heard of him. Ezra, I, I literally just said it. Are you part of the Argent Scythe? The Scythe? Like you use to harvest <laughs> wheat when it's time to shock the wheat? Yeah, I use a Scythe for that. That's the tool, right? A Scythe? Yeah, that's the only thing I know about, about any Scythes, my, my dude. My, my dude, girl, my, my lady of the night, my lady of ill repute, oldest profession. So let me just get all of this straight, I guess. You, so you were in the Buxamy Tigers. Extremely. It was s- <laughs> some sort Extremely of is. attack of unknown nature. And also out. And it, it puts you into mortal peril, and you're upset about and this. Again. Oh, I understand. I, I certainly had nothing to do with this, but I mean... I do have sympathy for the situation that y'all are going through. Uh, so, I mean, I would be willing to... Give us a discount. Uh, oh, you know. the night was still bronze. What? Focus. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking. Mission seems to be complete. Good plan. Kick a shin. Come on. Let me level with you here, Giselle. Less than, like, a day ago, I killed two people and seriously injured another. I don't want to have to kill you, mainly because I need proof of the discount. And if you're dead, (laughs) it'll be hard to prove the sex discount. So what I'd like to do is to get it in writing first, and then... Ezra! Huh? What's that? Focus! I'm bargaining. It's It's a technique I learned. Sidebar, I've completely forgot what we're supposed to be doing in here. <laughs> it's been like a month, so. <laughs> we're trying to find out why she framed Tinglefoot and her That's connection right. with the prince. That's right. So let me level with you here, uh, Giselle. You and the prince 
That's a weird thing, right? Do you have dirt on him? Does he have dirt on you? Why are you doing his dirty work? Dirt. <laughs> it's not funny. It's a question. If I had a lot dirt of on someone, or if they had dirt on me, why would I tell you? It doesn't seem... It's funny to think that you think I would answer that. Well, look at you. You're a freak. We're freaks. We got this freak brotherhood. That's how it's what we do. Now, why would you say that? Why would I say that there's a freak brotherhood? Why would you say that I'm a freak? I mean, look at yourself. That's a strange thing to say to somebody. I mean, to be fair, one of our old buddies was aware of something, so. Oh. Okay. Well, it made this whole decision-making process a lot easier. I'm sorry, but the discount is off the table, and y'all ain't leaving. Ezra opens the top drawer of her desk and takes <laughs> out what is most likely a rolling around topsy-turvy thing of whiskey, and he takes some drink of it. There you go. It's it's uh, it's vinegar. But <laughs> she's doing some cleaning. Why? <laughs> Why do you drink vinegar? That's a terrible. <laughs> Was that a trap for the specific? Was this? Think. Giselle, Giselle, listen, listen, before we get in this uh, ruckus, did you put a thing of vinegar in here for the specific scenario wherein someone comes in your office to try and catch you for setting up Tinglefoot, being cooch with the prince, and then they try and take a dramatic drink of your whiskey and surprise it's vinegar? That's kind of fucking... You would be surprised, you would be surprised how much vinegar we use around here. Oh, for disinfectant from the, from the, from the, from the sex stuff. I got it, I got it. But also, I did set that trap. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good shit, man. That's good shit. Anyway, I'm gonna kill all y'all now. So, uh, I mean, just hold still. I mean, doubtful. Will. Kicks open the door. <laughs> says, Aha! "Okay, go ahead and try to roll athletics <laughs> on the door." <laughs> I suppose I could have just opened the door. It's kick locked. Kick this Oh, is you it could. You could have tried, but it, yeah, she locked it. And what am I doing? Athletics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Minus two. <laughs> yeah, you sure kicked that door. Anyway, uh, combat has has begun. Let's do a combat thing. How do you do initiative again? Uh, yeah, um, great question. You don't technically have to roll. It's supposed to be just based upon your notice, but I think that's super not fun. So I think we should yeah. roll and add your notice, and that's your initiative. I think if you do it that way, then it's going to be the same order. Every yeah, time. it'll be the same order, and, and that's like that's how Fate's built is like it's supposed to be the same order every time, but it's kind of boring. What's my notice, Adam? Uh, you don't have any bonus to okay, notice. Well, I rolled a plus two, regardless. I rolled a plus three. Okay, do you want me to roll anyway? Yeah, go ahead and roll anyway. Although technically, you already got a surprise round the on the door. door. <laughs> so I got two. Okay, so then it's gonna be Lola, then Mort. Then Giselle, then Ezra. Oh, piss! Sorry, you have no bonus, and you everybody else got. Well, I'm twos. behind the desk on the opposite side of the room, so I'm fine. There you go. You were still sitting down, and you've got vinegar. In your mouth. <laughs> it's just dribbling out of your mouth. I've drank up your vinegar. I want to do kind of two things. I want to like swing myself around behind Ezra, using him as a shield, and then take out my uh, arcane bolt. Pewewo! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, plus Arcana is three, so I got four. All right. Uh, yeah, she also got four. God damn it. Ty goes to the uh, Bolt Slinger. Defender. Shit. <laughs> Actually, no. What happens is uh, when you tie, 
it works, but with uh, some sort of a disadvantage. So like this, like you, so you manage to hit her. So what you wanted to have happen happens. There's no damage that rolls into that because uh, you didn't do over mm. her defense. On I that. slip on some of the vinegar that he's uh, spilled on the floor from dribbling go. out of his mouth, and it kind of flies right above her head. Uh, and you shoot her hat off, which it was a nice hat too. So, oh. so it was one of those little tiny, one of those really small hats, kind of jaunty Ooh, to one fascinator. side. A fascinator. So, oh, fascinating that we just. <laughs> so, so yeah, you shot off her fascinator, which was uh, probably harder to do than hitting her because that was a really tiny little hat. And I go, yeah, I meant to do that. Well, that's just not called for. It was. It was no. No hat should be that small. It's a stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mort's turn. This time he's going to take a run and jump shoulder first into the door. No, you're injured shoulder! That, that's, that's fixed now. Oh, that's right. Because it only lasts for a session a or session. something. Yeah. And look, did something to it. Uh, that is a three. All right, the door swings loose. I uh, say, ha ha! Hi. <laughs> okay. All right. Great move. Okay. So then Giselle is going to take a step forward when this door like swings open right behind her. And she looks back to see um, gross ham face, uh, <laughs> gross ham face Mort. Uh, and she's going to try to, uh, she's just going to take a swipe at your face, oh, basically. Ham face. Your beautiful face. It's a ham face. No, not my beautiful ham face. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna have to roll uh, to defend against. Uh, just imagine uh, she swipes. Oh, how freaked out she'll be that she flimsed me. I think she'll think she won, <laughs> and then just be like, "Oh, damn it!" <laughs> so what am I wrong? Just, just how are you gonna defend wrong. against getting your face? All right, swiped? um, uh, athletics to. Jump backwards. That's, yeah. Athletics is the go-to defense against melee attacks. Two. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she she very much does uh, manage to, to catch you with this, but she does just catch the ham <laughs> face. Uh, so she rips your face clean off and uh, throws it on the ground and looks at you. I and scream, blood-curdling scream. Oh, my face! Oh, my- I, I collapse to the, the floor and pretend that I'm incapacitated. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, she she really, really beat that role. So I think it, it's fair enough to say that, like, she swiped you, but then, like, kind of pushed you out of the door for a doorway. So you're in the room, but she slammed the door shut to try to minimize the visibility of this whole thing. So Ezra's turn. I want to kind of step up onto the desk and use it to catapult myself at her. You know in the movie Troy when Brad Pitt does the Euro step to the big dude and jumps up and knifes him in the side of the neck? That, but off sure. the desk and with my fist. But also, like, right at her neck. Yeah, go for it. Oh! Beep, beep, three. For melee, right? I'm just rolling melee? Yep. Uh, yep. So you beat her. You beat it by one, so she's going to take a stress. So explain to me how... You do this he, business. He pushes the chair back with his foot. Like, he stands up and pushes the chair back and it, very aggressively, and it hits the wall. He still has the vinegar bottle in one hand, but he steps up off the desk and pushes off the lip of the desk. And as he's airborne, he comes down, and with the full force of his golem body, freaking just catches her with, like, a right cross straight into the where, like, the neck 
kind of meets the shoulder and he goes, that's for the vinegar. <laughs> All righty. Well, you, you don't really catch her full force with it. She uh, she kind of like is spinning around from pulling Mort in and slamming the door when you're doing this. And so she can't get out of the way quite like quite quick enough. She does take a glancing blow on this, but, you know, she's kind of ducked in cl- kind of closer to you to try to, like, shorten up the distance. Uh, but she did catch her a little bit, and, yeah, she kind of winces from that. Ezra takes another swig of the vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can have that as a free action. I won't let you – I won't make you, uh, you know, roll for it. <laughs> I don't know why like I keep that. doing that. It's a habit. <laughs> All right, Lola. The only thing I'm really good for in fights, I guess, is my – arcane bolt i mean you could create you could create all types of advantages in this room like things that i haven't described could be here if it makes sense that it would be here right okay i got it i got it lula seeing that she, her defense is actually pretty good wants to get a better vantage point so she kind of plants her feet points at ezra and says ezra yup <laughs> ezra <laughs> turns and is like <sighs> super anime close above him he's like Shaka! <laughs> I want to get him to to cuff his hands together so I can jump up and he can throw me up in the air and I do like a sweet ass flip, turn around, hit it from above. Slow motion flip. Okay, it's dope. It looks so dope when yeah. she does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the dopeness of this is going to do this for you. Okay, so I'm going to ask for Ezra to make an athletics roll. And I have plus two in that, right? Yeah, you have plus two. If you okay. beat good, which means you get three or better. Then this works, and uh, that will give Lola a plus two on her attack. You're not going to believe this. If you I rolled don't, a three exactly. Well, I rolled a one. Well, plus there you two. Go. Plus two. So there you go. Exactly. All right. So you're going to get a plus two on your attack to to Giselle. Ah oh, man, I should have lied to you and told you I rolled more. <laughs> mm, it would have been Can't the same. Can't lie during Hanukkah. But if you rolled, that's a rule. <laughs> no. Like it's free will, like lie as much as you want the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Then you just got to repent on hmm. Yom Kippur. Oh, right, right. You got that day of repentance. The one day. Thing. Only okay. have to do it once. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that's sweet. Gosh. Anyway, let's do it. I All got right. it. Okay. So you're, you're getting launched into the air and uh, you, have a, you have an unexpected angle. All right. Um, Arcane bolt her stupid face. Uh, well... Okay, well, I got one plus three so far. Yeah, you tied her again. Well, no, she gets a plus two. Oh, plus two. So I got six. From me. Oh, shit. Yeah, so you got, got plus six. two from, from Pat. So you get six. So, yeah, she's going to take two stress for that. Uh, so, yeah, ex- ex- describe how, how you catch her with this thing. Because this, this, this is kind of a meaty hit because it does, does some actual damage here. Uh, so she flies up into the air and, like, time slows right down. Almost like, you know, Breath of the Wild Link. And yeah. I've been playing a lot of that recently. And she gets up there and she, she has that, like, everything focuses in on her. And she gets the, the shot lined up kind of perfectly. I'm going to hit her. And her. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna aim for her shoulder to break the chain on her necklace <laughs> as I hit her. That's where I punched her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to hit right. her right in the collarbone. All right. That happens, and uh, yeah, it it snaps the chain, and her diamond pendant drops mm-hmm. uh, down her blouse. That, well, what did she say? <laughs> Oof! <laughs> <laughs> ah, my pendant's in my bosom. 
<laughs> oh, it's cold. <laughs> All right. Oh, the bosom's um, getting shocked from the bolt because, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's got the conductor. That's not how that works. Ah, my bosoms. <laughs> that's not how that works. Uh, moving on to Giselle's time. And, no, no, uh, no, it's John's guys... time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Mort's turn. Uh, Mort's turn. But anyway, before, before Mort b- takes his turn, everybody roll a notice or perception or whatever we're calling it these days. I have a zero in that, right? Yeah. Well, so I got plus two. So two. Less one. Three. Okay, uh, Mort, you hear it best because your like head is on the floor right <laughs> now. Uh, but you hear uh, a bunch of feet on the stairs. Some like someone is coming, or multiple someone's are coming. <laughs> it is a whorehouse. <laughs> is Giselle facing away from me at the moment? Because I'm yes incapacitated. Air quotes on the ground. Yeah, she ripped your face off. You're not a, a huge concern yeah. for her right now. So I'm going to get up on my hands and knees. I'm going to scoot behind her, like do the tabletop thing. <laughs> I'm going to like wave and get Ezra's attention, see see if he knows what I want him to do. So I'm just like crouched crouched behind her. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. So you're creating an advantage for Ezra. If she moves during her turn, I'm going to sort of scoot. She's definitely going to move during her turn. Yeah. So I'm going to keep behind her. Ah, sneaky, sneaky boy. All right. She's going to try to make an attack on Ezra. And we'll see how whether it works or not. And if it does, I'll describe it. If it doesn't, then we'll describe how it doesn't work, basically. So you can... you have to roll. You can roll kind of whatever you want to de- to defend. Your best defense, though, and the one that makes sense most for... I mean, this is just a straight-up fighting uh, roll for me. So, like, for you, it would be athletics to right. kind of defend against it. Okay. So you're going to have a plus two. Cool. I rolled plus four. Okay. Total. Uh, yeah, so she... Yeah, so she ended up with a plus with a plus five because this fight... Fight is one of her really good skills. So what she does is she grabs you by uh, both of your arms and throws you into her desk uh, and you go toppling over the desk. You take one stress, uh, but she is she has this. I mean, this person that is significantly smaller than you has just picked you up and thrown you across the room from the floor. Ezra goes, ha ha. Now you're at a disadvantage because I have a defense in the desk just as I planned it. And he drinks more vinegar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it gives me strength. <laughs> All righty. All right, so now it is your turn, Ezra. Mort's there sort of winking and wagging his eyebrows and nodding his head. How, how do you wink without eyebrows or eyes? He, he's just doing lots of weird <laughs> stuff with his face, trying to <laughs> get Ezra's eyebrows. He doesn't have one of those either. He's coughing. He's really <laughs> hamming it up, trying to make it think he's been bested. And then all of a sudden, his hand pops up from behind the desk and slams on the desk. And he pushes himself up. And he's like, you're not the only one who can do vinegar tricks. And he grabs the desk and uses it as like a launching pad and kind of pulls the desk towards him while launching forward and dives straight at her uh, like thorax. Nope, she's not a bug. Her sternum. Uh, with <laughs> okay, and wait, do I have to specify? I have the I know I have the perk where I get to do two punches or like two melee attacks on one character, right? Do I have to specify before my initial attack, or can I wait to see if it succeeds and then say, BT dubs, I want to take my other one? 
Because I want to use it this time. Well, it's two separate. It's it's two separate rolls anyway. So okay. like you can just do the two rolls, and if what if they both hit, then they both hit. If one hits, okay. one hits. So I've got a plus two. I got a plus five on this one. Okay, let me roll here some stuff that hits. Uh, for let's see, she got so she got four. So that's yeah, that's one more stress. So she's clear, but she's gonna topple backwards over Mort, right? Because I've headbutted through her, and Mort was behind her, crouched. Uh, so I'm going to let you know, I didn't roll a athletics to move away from this. I just rolled a physique to just stand there and take oh, it. Oh, so you just like, <laughs> just head so she just like, <laughs> she just like took it. Okay. Well then, uh, but what's the second, what's the second roll? Second roll is not as good. Plus three. I still got a roll, so we'll see. Yeah, no, that doesn't do anything. Well, so he, after he headbutts her, he stands up. He's like, you got enough of that. And... He goes to give her like an uppercut, but he completely misses. Like he's one of the dudes in Punch Out, and Little Mac has dodged, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, nope, that was it. I've missed. Yeah. All right. Uh, just so, so, just so you guys know, uh, so she has a stress track, just like you guys all have. Uh, she's taken at this point. She's taken stress three times. She took one, then two, then another one. So realistically, she's probably taken three stress, and she's still standing. Mm-hmm. She's strong, girl. She is strong, girl. Okay, it is Lola's turn again. Back to the top. All right, I want to do something dumb. That's the best. That's okay. the best thing to do. So Lola is operating under the assumption that she is like a aware cat, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that I mean, that that's pretty obvious at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, you've okay. got you've got cool. You've got a lot of reasoning to believe cool, cool, that. Cool. Yes. So we've got two cats at home, and um, as such, uh, we keep a uh, small store of catnip uh, on a arena around just for fucking them up. So maybe sometimes you, she gets sick of the human stuff and she likes to get fucked up on catnip, and so she's got um, maybe a store of it. And even you know, catnip can be used for tea and shit like that. And maybe she's a classy lady that has that kind of thing. So I want to take some of this and burn it with my arcane bolt and create a bunch of catnip smoke, hoping to create an advantage for my fellow uh, fighters, in which it, it'll maybe make her all fucked up. Okay, so I just I just spent that explanation googling whether or not big cats uh react to some do bt dubs they do yeah so i'm gonna allow it i think this is a great use of creating an advantage sweet dope so do you have to use a fight point for that no to create an advantage that's just one of the things you can do like you can attack you can create an advantage so what's gonna happen is you're gonna have to shit you do have those so you are trying to so so how are you lighting up this stuff you're throwing in the fire no no no. so she's got um so she's you know, using her because I got a pretty high um, notice. Uh, I noticed that there's this jar, and you know, having worked with as a childlike apprentice with Agarian, I'm assuming we've done a bunch of stuff with herbs and things like that. So she notices this. I'm gonna grab the jar, throw it up in the air. I'm gonna blast it with my arcane bolt, which we know sets things mm-hmm. on fire because we set the Lord on fire with it. That's true. Precedent. I will forever regret that. I'm sure. <laughs> and and then make it smoke. With that. Okay. So here's how this mechanically works. Uh, so you're going to make an arcana roll, and it won't be that high of a thing. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's just basically to shoot this thing out of the air. 
if you succeed, you'll create an advantage, which will give you one free invoke on it. And it's just uh, when you create an advantage, it's just like mm-hmm. a, a plus two uh, for free when the with the free invoke of just like, hey, there's a cloud of catnip smoke that is distracting her. And if you can describe how that affects whatever she's doing that you want to want it to affect, then you can make her take a neg two or you can give yourself mm-hmm. a plus two because she's distracted cool. by that. Uh, after the free invoke, you can still invoke it, but it requires a fate point to invoke. Okay. That's kind of how. Cool. Can the people around me invoke it as well? Yes. Everybody, anybody okay. can invoke it. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Here we go. Let's see how well it worked. Well, that's neutral. That's a one. So that's, so plus four. Oh yeah, you. Yes, that's good. You said neutral, and I'm like, oh, that's not great. You no, no, I real got bad. But three, I got two threes, a four, and a five. Oh, because I don't have my fate dice here, but so I got yeah four. Okay, yeah, four, three. You managed to to shoot the catnip uh, and uh, create a, a a just a pretty thick veil of of catnip smoke in this room. Okay, and I'm, then I'm gonna use like whatever move I can to, to like scramble behind the desk. Yeah, so she is like she she's like j- darting her head from side to side at this. Her like, pupils get all big. Yeah, uh, so you just good good job. You coked out a werecat. Let's have fun with this. Uh, okay, so more yeah. After the failure of what he was attempting to do last time, just says, "Oh, screw it." He pulls out a dagger and stabs it into her foot. Okay, <laughs> roll it. Pin her to the ground. I don't have any skills to go with this. Minus one. Ooh. Wow. Um, and she could still roll worse than that. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, uh, got, so, you got advantage. Oh, but advantage, maybe, as well. Yeah, no. So I'm going to let you know, um, it's real rare that this happens, that you manage to roll a plus four on the dice. You get all pluses. But that's just what happened. Oh, uh, shit. Boo, boo. So I stab it through a shoe, but it goes between the toes. <laughs> that that works. So she slips out of the shoe. She just gives you a dismissive look and takes the shoe off. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ezra sees her feet, and after the night before, he's got a Ezra's got a foot fetish from the night before, and so now no, he has boy. disadvantage. <laughs> uh oh. Ezra is All right. So uh, on Giselle's turn, uh, what she is going to do. Uh, she is going to. Oh man, I can't do what I want to do. But oh, that's all right. That's fine. Because you're high, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. So no, she's going to try to uh, attack this guy behind her that just tried to stab her in the foot. Uh, so she pulls up her her foot from uh from out the shoe, and she's just going to try to drive it down into the small of your back since you're kind of on your hands and knees behind her. And so she's just going to try to stomp down on you. Mm, yeah, stomp me, baby. More just breaks in half. <laughs> what them? What them feet do, girl? So you gotta you gotta roll a defense there, Mort. Step on me, daddy. <laughs> she got a plus four. Awesome, because I got a nothing. Okay. You uh, wanna you- use that invoke? <laughs> Yeah, you might want to use the invoke. I mean, there are things that you can use at this point. Like, you can use, you have your aspect that you could use. You have the invoke you can use. So if you want to start burning fate points to make this not do four points of damage on you right now, that would be smart. What do you mean by use my aspect? 
I mean, there are ways that you can use your your like your high concept, basically, especially in fights to say, like, you know, I've watched Clash Tiger in a similar situation and he got out of it using this. That could get if if you burn a if you burn a fate point that gives you a plus two on this. And if you use the free invoke of Carly's uh, catnip bomb, that's another plus two that we've talked about. And so all of a sudden this mitigates it down to a wash. Okay, well, I'll definitely use the invoke thing. Okay. And then use a fake point, because through a tent one day, and I was passing by through the gap in the tent, I saw Clash Tiger with a Lady of the Night, and she was stepping on him, because he <laughs> liked that sort of thing. <laughs> but nice. he was uh, playing hard to get, and... Dodge him. <laughs> it was like step on the ah, not yet. All right, so she steps down and uh, she manages it. Like you manage to just kind of like slide a little bit to the side. And I mean, if you had flesh, she probably would have like done a pretty significant uh, bit of damage to you. Uh, but because you don't, she just kind of pins your uh, cloak to the ground. Uh, so you are you're not getting up anytime soon. Unless you move her, uh, but it didn't take any damage. Ezra, could Mort be pulled hard enough that his cloak frees itself from his skeleton person? Absolutely, uh, and okay. likewise, she could be pushed hard enough that she is uh, pushed off balance, and he's no longer well, pinned as well. Here's what I'm thinking: so, Am I allowed to? Sorry, this whole thing was just all whiskey slash vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm moving a little. Suddenly, I'm, it all caught up with me at once. What I'd like to do is realize that this is not a good situation for us because she is very strong. So what I'd like to do is snatch up Lola and Mort and then dive out the window. <laughs> uh, and then come back with the full Argent Scythe and maybe, I don't know, hammer all the doors and windows closed in the dead of the night and burn the thing down while they're trapped inside. Yeah. So uh, what you can do on a turn would be maybe you could grab Mort, but that's about about all you're going to do on one turn. Fuck, okay. So I have to fight this. I have to fight this broad. I want to just punch her in her uh, cat face as hard as I can. Okay. Do you like Headbutt of Doom or whatever? I don't know that. that Yeah. Okay. So you have a thing. Uh, Well, no, you don't have that, but you do have, um, you have your handgun. Oh, which fuck yeah. Okay. Is, which doesn't do any more damage. It just allows you to perform a ranged attack against anybody within four zones. So, like, that's not really a helpful thing at short range, right. honestly. I, I want to choke slam her like the big show. Sure. <laughs> um, I rolled a plus two. So plus two again gives me four. And then I want to use, I want to spend a fate point. That gives me plus two more, right? So now I'm at plus six. Uh, yeah, because you do have your high concept is machine made for heroism and sex things. Uh, this could be either. So uh, right, uh, I'm saying slam. it's both. I mean, it, it threads that needle perfectly. So yeah, right, you can get right, another right, right. plus two. That so your right, your so total is what? I'm at plus six. Yeah. So yeah, you catch her real hard. Yeah, because she rolled. But I want to. I don't want even. it to be like immediate. I want to just straight up like. Like it's an actual wrestling thing. I want to like slap the choke on her. You hold her up for yeah. I I, I look around and then I hold her up real slow, and I'm like, damn, them good feet. And then I <laughs> slam her to the ground. All right, 
you grabbed her, you, you, you lifted her up in the air, you took a moment, you slam her like full force into the ground. Nobody has ever gotten up from this. It's right. It's unbelievable to think that anybody could get up from She's this. She's got to take more stresses, right? How many stresses she take? Uh, so she takes uh, she takes a another stress box. She takes three stress. Uh, so she's up but, to six stress, six full but stress. All, all of a sudden, uh, something changes. Like she feels different. Like her neck grows wider. Her uh, her skin starts to peel and uh, crack, and fur sprouts from uh, from between the cracks in her skin, uh, and. Within mere seconds, you have pinned to the ground um, an enormous humanoid tiger. Not so much into your feet anymore in this cat-like foot position. They don't do it for me. Because the fur gunks up the lube. Which was not, technically speaking, a, a true statement. You know, you know, nothing gunks up lube quite like a giant man made out of clay, you know. So, I mean, he had a lot of room to talk, but anyway. Um, so, to the surprise of absolutely no one, Giselle turned out to be a were-tiger. And, um, you know, I guess looking back on it, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, and all the signs were there. I mean, why else was she uh, trying to implicate the Argent Scythe? in the attack on the Boxamy Tigress, you know, and killing two birds with one stone, I suppose, perhaps three birds, depending on how you look at it. Bird number one, you know, implicate the Argent Scythe. Bird number two, push out your, your only real competitor in the area. And then, of course, there's the third bird of the fact that, you know, oh, think about this. You're a, a, a beautiful woman who occasionally turns into a giant woman-cat thing. And then you come down into this new environment and you look down the street there and what do you see is that a different business that um, operates the same model of business as your own that is named, quote, the Voxemi Tigress. You know, that should totally be your gimmick. That was what you were going to probably name your place if you didn't feel it was a little bit too uh, showy of, uh, you know, what it is that you got going on at home behind closed doors, you know. Although Cat House was a little on the nose as well, wasn't it? Why, you know, we really should have spotted a lot of these things earlier. But yeah, hey, what are you going to do? You know, that's the way adventuring is. You know, a lot of times you're out there, you know, you're having fun. You're stabbing people in the gut, right? Or you're kicking sand in people's faces. You don't really think about the little things. You know, all of these clues that uh, filter in through your life. It's, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to see what is a real clue and what's just random crap. That happens uh, during the day. You know, a lot of first-time adventurers, they go out there, they think everything's a damn clue, you know, and, and come to find out it's not, you know. But meanwhile, you know, at the end of the day, they're walking around with extra slips of paper in their pockets, and they've got rubber chickens with pulleys in the middle, and, you know, it's unnecessary. You can't pick up every pencil you walk past, you know, and you just can't write down every name of every business and say, well, gee, is there a hidden meaning here somewhere? I mean, if you did that, you would have assumed that someone in the Buxamy Tigress was also a were-tiger. You know, that would have been the, the easy assumption. But that wasn't the case. It was the, somebody in the cat house. So anyway, you just, you know, it's easy to play armchair adventurer where you're at right now, sitting comfortably with your oolong tea, okay? Uh, but when you're out there in the streets, living moment to moment on the edge of a knife, 
Well, <laughs> then you, you talk to me about missing details, bub. But of course, that's all we have time for tonight, folks. And, you know, the fight has just begun. You know, it's very rare that someone turns into a giant uh, were-tiger and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now rationality, cooler heads can prevail. You know, of course, there's more fight ahead of us. And she was already giving the brute force all they could take. I mean, I, I'm as nervous as all of you, and I know how the story turns out. So, you know, um, please do tip your Minotaur bartenders, and I will see you here next time at the Gilded Ram Grog House Empty Room. Actually, I, I one, one thing really quickly. I did say Minotaur bartenders. We have hired a second Minotaur bartender. Um, he works up at the upstairs bar. Um, and so if you haven't been up there before, oh boy, you know it. Go up there and talk to him. His name is Argosh, and let me tell you, um, he's just a peach. He's just a peach of a gentleman. So anyway, uh, you can see either uh, Kumda at the main bar, Argosh up to upstairs. Either one of them will do you right with a peach brandy. So uh, just tell him that Jasper sent you. No, you won't get a discount, um, but I do get a bit of a kickback if you do that. So anyway, go tell them Jasper sent you peach brandy. I'll see you in a couple of weeks here at the Gilded Ram, Grog House and Tea Room. Hey y'all, it's Pat here from Brute Force. You know the podcast about the weird creatures that get all sorts of crazy shenanigans? I'm here with Adam Bash, the show's creator. Say hello to the good people, Adam. You know, they just listened to the to the show, so I think they know where you are from. Exactly. Hey, when you're done raiding the fridge at night and taking some sweet Virginia ham, slicing it off real thin for maybe a sandwich, joke's on you. It's not for sandwiches, for your face. You're going to become a ham face. You're going to get down on all fours and you're going to creep through the house like a weird monster from a Guillermo del Toro film. You're going to push open the door real softly to your parents' bedroom, your spouse's bedroom, your boyfriend, girlfriend's bedroom, maybe even your child's bedroom. You're going to shake them violently awake and say, it's me, the ham face! When you're done doing that, Head on over to our Patreon. Maybe leave us a few, uh, uh, a dollar, dollar bills at the patreon.com slash Patreon store. That's the URL. Yeah, no, it's uh, patreon.com slash brute force, I think. Is that right? Absolutely. Sure. Why not? I nailed it. Nailed it in one. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash brute force. Don't go to patreon.com slash Patreon because then you're just double giving them your money and that's just not a great plan. Hey, and then when you're done using that delicious Virginia baked ham as a face mask that will reinvigorate your pores and make you look five years younger, you can leave us a review on iTunes and tell us what you think. Ham mask, five out of five stars. Really tightens my pores, makes me look young and revitalized in the morning after sleeping with ham on my face all night. You know, honestly, if all of our iTunes reviews started being ham-based, I would not be upset. That would not make me mad. Uh, I did appreciate uh, a handful. You know, we'll start reading a few of these reviews right now. Hey, what else we got to lose, you know? Uh, just like Ashen Apocalypse, who said so much fun. I really, really love this podcast. The characters are also unique. The storyteller isn't afraid to split the party. And even the frame story had me dying for the next episode. Adam Bash is so good at making unique NPCs. Thank you very much. Right down to great voice acting. And the world has so much mystery in it that I can't wait to learn about it. But Patrick, one thing, my dude. Miyamo means I call myself, not my name. So try Miyamo Patricio or Mi Nombre Es Patricio. I don't know if this was probably on purpose, but just so you know. It was on purpose. I do call myself Patrick. It's not even my name. My name is Jacob. Right, but I think the point was is that you were saying me llamo S. Patricio, thus I call myself Is Patrick. Well, turns out... Do you call yourself S. Patricio? I don't know. Jacob's not my name either, just like the movie Jacob the Liar starring the late Robin Williams, R.I.P. Here's another review from a person who calls himself Dylan Melon. Melons are a good fruit for the summertime. 
Dylan's a great person for year-round. He says five stars. March 8th, great podcast. And the cast has a great chemistry, just like in Breaking Bad. I was turned on to this by Drunks and Dragons and was not disappointed in the slightest. The only bad thing is now I have to wait for new episodes to come out. Gee willikers. Well, your wait's almost up because we're recording this two days before the new episode. So come on come on down to episodes.com and find us there. I've drank a lot of whiskey. I got bad news for you, Dylan. Your wait could never be longer uh, because uh, you have just listened to an episode. And so at this moment, you have the longest possible wait for a, for your next new episode. So you know what? Chin up, Dylan. Um, just suck down another melon. You'll be fine. Well, thanks for coming to hang out with us. This was weird. Yeah, let's never do this again, but let's also do this every time. <laughs> Ham. Ham. We doing an outro? One time my dog died and he died up under the house and my dad made me crawl under the house and drag him out. And then we buried her in a shallow grave in the backyard. It was 1999 and I was like 11. One star. Jesus. <laughs> one so I think star. the outro is done. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. One star. Dead cat in a dryer. Yeah, I was with it up until the point where they told that dead cat story. Has anyone ever had a cat die in the dryer? <laughs> Comment below. Dead cat. One star. There's a You get a whole different type of stories when you grow up in the South than the type of stories you get other places. We had a land dispute, and Cousin Earl shit in the well and poisoned the well. Like I guess he was like great-great-uncle Earl, and so the family land was <laughs> ruined. That's a true-ass story. This is going to be... Just as awkward as my real life. Yeah, it, uh, we'll find out. You, it could be maybe less awkward because you're not face to face, but also more awkward because it's going to be just you know you're trying to woo me at this point. Which <laughs> good luck, buddy, because I'm like a I'm stone. I'm absolute stone. heart of ice. Did he just say he was hard as stone? I think you've already wooed him. <laughs>